At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, I'm Big J Okerson. And I'm Dan Soder. And you're listening to the best of the bonfire. Stay tuned to hear some of our favorite moments from this week. You can listen to the bonfire live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Also, be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. Yo, this is Black Lou, and welcome to The Bonfire's Best of the Week. Executive producer Christine Evans and Becky Rodriguez had some very interesting answers about the male ejaculate when they set the record straight with Come Talk. One of my favorite in, in recent history porn searches is how do you look it up to? They call you, you look up body shots. <laughs> is that what it's called? But that's like that's pulling out of the puss. And just hitting the face from like between the legs, and I mean, like, I may, a, I may have four of those on my complete record. That's more uh, distance. Uh, that's more accuracy than distance. I would think that's distance. You, that's pretty good distance. And that is pretty good distance. But I would feel like if you hit a seven foot sh- shot, you just have to watch it leave like Barry Bonds. <laughs> you stand there and look at it uh, yeah. like and this. My, you, put, yeah. you put your hand over your eyes. You even flip the rest of the cum that came out of your dick. <laughs> And then just take a slow trot around the room. Yeah, they go, you know, you know, uh, it's actually pretty rude to do that in sex circles. <laughs> You're not supposed to watch her come, Jocko. You hit the girl in the face, and she goes, "Ooh, take your bases!" Oh wow, okay, Barry Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> I've now heard from, uh, and maybe uh, B Rod can back this up. That uh, you know, look, some girls love big dicks. Some girls really don't care. No one likes tiny dicks, that's for sure. But. You know you don't uh, know that there I'm could be sure. women with very tiny vaginas. I think there's girls that can get over tiny dicks, but like uh, I think no girl likes a tiny dick. I think most girls are fine with an average dick, and I think uh, some girls like big dicks. Although Christine, every well, only Christine and Alex Scarlato from uh, Skanks have supported this, but very much so that the uh, a girl is actually more like feels like more satisfied. Like if a guy just shoots like a drizzler. Yeah, just, like seeps out and just gets like a little dot right on the right on the beef versus like really like raining down like girls do see that as a sign of like I did something better because I got more like, like like it's better. A girl enjoys more a large cum shot. You're saying that, yeah, they enjoy it more when they pop the bottle of champagne. I would yeah. feel better like if the bed's wet. Yeah. Yes, I feel I better just, when the bed's wet. It could be a part part of the reason why girls take birth control also because it feels good you know inside really getting getting that done up in you yeah nice like, oh there it is inside you're like oh wow it feels it, like good in a way that nothing else does does it feel like getting a i i don't have a vagina but i would imagine it feels like a uh, squirt gun shooting in you like yeah like a warm squirt gun like <laughs> the concept you have, of to, feeling, you have to understand it's like con- when you also feel <laughs> like it's when you guys are at like your 
top notch is like right as it's happening. Well, I don't know because I've I brought this up on a real ass podcast when they were saying like I think if you were gay and you had a dude come in your butt, I don't know if you'd feel like you're like it would be itchy. <laughs> if you'd be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like second he shot, you'd be like, oh, get out, get out. Where's B Rod taking us? I thought she was taking us to see Angels Come Shot. Yeah, she goes watch. She goes <laughs> it's across the room. She goes, you can see the distance. Now watch this. Catcher's mitt. <laughs> Catcher's mitt. I, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine the feeling of uh, how can you? Because we don't have pussies, but we do have buttholes. But I couldn't imagine like feeling like something eject out of something that's inside. You know what I mean? Well, I, I don't know. Let Go me ahead. ask you a question because me, you, nor uh, you know, I think Becky and Christina are the only two that have blown a guy. But um, is that weird when they come in your mouth? Is it like a squirt gun? That's got to feel like that. Always like tickled my cheeks whenever I would. You know when you're like little and you're just at the pool and you're squirt gun in the mouth, yeah, yeah, squirt gun in the mouth. It always tickles my cheeks. The pressure's too much. Well, I mean, what's the velocity you're fucking firing at here, Dan? Super soaker, dog. <laughs> I. What's worse is when you can tell that you have like a a light load. Yeah. On a on a swallow beach, <laughs> like so, you're like, yeah, that was really nothing. <laughs> it's, like a, it's a half poured shot. You're just like, oh, yeah. okay, I don't know. There, there's wanna- something there. You wanted to come out like a uh, mini driver in uh, Goodwill Hunting when she did her joke. You want to go like, I can't it so much. <laughs> Dude, that, that's really funny because I never, I never thought about that. Yeah, a wet sheet. Christine's right. A wet sheet does make me feel like, look at that, huh? Look at look who got water ballooned. <laughs> I just think she pees. Yeah, you just think that's how she gets out of it. I just think no. I just feel like it's like my weight on top of somebody has just made them piss. She goes, "Oh, you're sque- Oh, Jay, you're squeezing the piss out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that guy fucked the piss right out of me. Oh God, I'm fucking. Oh God, I'm dripping. I'm dripping. I'm dripping. Come, no piss. A lot of piss. Hey, it's Black Lou again. And after telling tales of revenge, everyone learned a valuable lesson about the hosts of the bonfire. Don't cross Dan or Jay, or some gross stuff could happen to you. Listen here. I'm gonna throw this to the whole crew here. Someone's gotta have something. What's the most vengeful thing like you've ever done? Like as far oh, dude, as I would tell you, go ahead. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think I told the story on the bonfire. I was with Morgan, the guy I was talking about, and he hooked up with this girl that he met at school. And he was like, "Yeah, dude, we can go to their dorm apartment. Come with me. We're gonna be drinking." And I was like, "Yeah, awesome." He's like, "She's got a friend," and I went, and he was immediately hooking up with the girl he knew. So it was just me and the friend, and we're, like, hanging out, and she was, like, talking to me, and she's like, so are you in a frat? And I was like, no, I'm not in a frat. And she was like, oh, well, like, do you go out? And I was like, uh, I don't really have any money, you know? Like, I kind of just work at this radio station. I, but, like, I get to go to concerts, and she was like, you don't have any money? And I was like, no. She goes, okay, thanks, and then left. Just <laughs> in her living room. And she went into the room where my friend Morgan was hooking up with her friend, and she started getting dressed. And she's like, I'm going to go out. I think the guys from Sigma Nu have, like, a party or something. And I was just sitting in the living room, and I was like, wait, what's going on? And she's like, it was that kind of thing where I went, and I was like, Morgan, what's going on? And he threw me the keys to his truck. And he's like, yeah, dude, sorry. I don't know what's going on. And the girl was like, okay, just such an out-of-pocket bitch yeah. to my face. That she left. She left before me, and I was like, well, here Did we you go. You went in there thinking you were going to fuck? Yeah. I went in thinking like, no, I went in thinking, not that I was going to fuck, but like that there was a girl that was like, 
she it was really like 70s sitcom like she's good for you and and i was like oh okay and i went and like she uh she was a real she was a tiny skinny blonde lady with a really big nose so the second she walked out i was like fucking i went that's when i went to the bedroom i was like hey tukey and sam just fucking left what am i supposed to do and he was like here's my car keys and i just kept going follow your nose <laughs> and then I went, I went into the living room and it was just spiteful as fuck. I took her remote control, I threw it in the trash can because no one looks for the remote in the trash can. True. I took two boxes of Capri Suns, put them out in the hallway. Those are mine now. And then, <laughs> and then I went into the bathroom and I just pissed all over the shower handle and her loofah. I, <laughs> Hell yeah. And then, Hell yeah. And then I fucking uh, smoked some of their weed took some and then went and got in the truck and drove back up to Ina Road. Got some Waffle House. Had two boxes of Capri Suns in the back of the fucking Tacoma. I, Jesus. I mean, that's a good prize, though. Listen, man, honestly... It's better, it's better than hooking up. I mean, if we're being real honest... This if you're broken, you have two boxes of Capri Suns? Not two pouches. No, no, no. Boxes no, no. of pouches. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. It was a big score. and uh, that's, a big, that's a big score, dude. That's super spiteful. Score. Super spiteful. That girl did nothing wrong. She just didn't want to hook up with me. Which sure well, she was, she was a being bitchy for sure. She was being a bitch. That's definite. But she was just a vapid twat. And uh, I, yeah. the thing I was I mean, the most that, happy about was the remote in the trash. That's a good one because hopefully she might throw some food on it. I'll tell. Uh, I'll, I'll tell the two things that are mine. I think I may have told this on the bonfire too. But for one, one I know in something. I believe it was like maybe soup or something. But like really angry at my stepfather when I was like a pretty little kid. I like spit in his soup. Whoa. Um, yeah, oh, which oh man, that just made me think of another which, sa- which sounds like crazy hate, which, which sounds crazy heinous, but I was like so like I wanted to do something shitty to him, but like I didn't, I don't think you know I wasn't that evil, so I think I was just like you know it was like a, like you it's know what I mean it wasn't like I didn't fucking like hang a lung or I don't even know how to do that to this day, but like I just kind of like whatever it was it's still fucking gross that and then the uh, the one I always have is uh I had some drinks I was staying at a, I was. Maybe my first time ever like headlining, I don't know if it was a night or something at a stress factory. Yeah. And Julian McCullough was the host. And uh and these girls came back to the hotel. Like he kind of brought the girls back to the hotel. Sure, sure. And uh and he was like hanging out in my room. And then like uh and there was like, you know, a, a better looking one and a less good looking one. The better looking one was already, of course, all over uh Jay's gorgeous. That's actually there. Julian brought her there. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, sure. And, and the, the finest. But, but the other one was cute. It was it wasn't like a bad looking girl, you know. I don't remember her being like unattractive at all. It was just like one was like wow, and the other one was like she's cute, yeah. um, which was fine with me. And then like, Julie went in the bathroom with the one, and got in the shower, uh, got in the shower with him. Yeah, and like, uh, which is weird in my room, very odd. Is, but, like, he, uh, he had his own room, huh? Did he no, he lived room? down there. He lived down oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. He went to Rutgers. Yeah. So he, uh, so he's, uh, in the shower. The one, and then the, uh, other girl, like, didn't want to hook. And I, like I said, I'm not, like, aggressive. So I didn't, like, go for it. And she didn't seem to be, like, yeah. that, like, up for anything. But you're like, uh, all right. I guess we'll just kind of chill here or whatever. And then she's like, she like, knocks on the bathroom door and is like, so is that? Can I come in? And they're like, yeah, and then she got in the shower with them all. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Dude, and, uh, finding, dude losing it, losing a girl to a friend in a threesome is that stings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in there with two girls hooking up, two sets and, of giggles, and Julian with all those his hands everywhere. And I was like, hey guys, I'm coming, and I have to take a piss. I mean, just downtrodden. 
really, I was like, I got to take a piss. And I look over, and the lights are all off, but like I have the door open so I can, if I can see the lights. Uh, and I was sitting there and I was like, uh, and I just hear them in the shower, like, you know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> and then I hung the, a full drinking piss. All over those girls' clothes, all over. Oh, Jesus Christ! And like 15 minutes later, when they left, dude, just coming out, they just assumed the shower. Like, they're like, I think you have like, a exactly leak. I think you have like a leak in your shower. And they walked out and pissed. I mean, soaked in piss their clothes, and they left like 15 minutes later. You know, oh, it was so goddamn dude. funny, dude. Even Julian, I told him right after they left, and he was laughing his ass off. Uh, but again. You know, that's like early 20s. There's, I wouldn't do anything like that uh, now, I don't think. Maybe, but I don't think I would. Uh, DJ Lou, you got to have a wicked spite story. I, I've been thinking about it the whole time. I don't, I'm not really that spiteful when I was younger. Vengeful. vengeful. My, yeah, my brother would be the one that would get revenge. Like the only thing. Really? Come, yeah, my twin. We were at this bar one time with a really good friend of mine's daughter. And she was our age, and uh, she uh, she didn't want to go with my brother. And his reply to her was, "Well, you better keep showcasing those tits, honey, because that's all you got in life." Whoa! And it really, right. she that, started that straight to the face, vengeful. Yeah, she cried and and ruined the friendship between her her dad and us. Oh, oh shit! Whoa. He just he just walked past. I got to stop with the story. Oh man, yeah, Will's gonna just attack you. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck you, dude! Why are you fucking airing that?" He told me shit, dude. But you said spiteful stuff. Um, I did spiteful stuff all the time as a waiter. I stuck my finger up my butt and fucking mixed a margarita. Hell yeah. Really? Yeah. You really crammed it in the hole or just got some of the crack sweat? All, all, I legitimately, one of three times I've ever put my finger in my butt. Yeah. The other two were for pledge. The other two were just seeing what's what's going on in the head of Danny Sands. Daniel. <laughs> one, one was a vacation. I hope he did it with the old the, yeah. the swirl on a rocks glass. I swear to God, I did. It was uh it really was one of those things where yeah, Jay, I go, one of those was for work, two of those were vacation. <laughs> Dan, what did the guy do? It wasn't a guy. Uh it was two for the party. Yeah, I go, I go one to pay taxes twos for saving <laughs> but uh yeah one for petty cash two for 401k <laughs> that's, that's retirement fund homes <laughs> but he um no so christine it was 2008 or 2009 it was when the economy collapsed uh to the crash and then it was just like all rich european people it was all like Really rich Spaniards, really rich um, British people. That's literally right when I moved here. It's like September 08. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything went to shit, and it was like... Yeah, so it might have been been 09, because it was cafe season, and... The this four top of Spaniards, I was closing lunch. I was out on the cafe, so it definitely was 09. uh, Or I don't know, who gives a fuck. And, ask him as waiters, when the thing crashed, was it like noticeable? Like, like really? Like you saw people not coming out to restaurants dude, and stuff? Like, I, 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 don't know. I, I didn't notice the crash in my world at all. I was working in Midtown as the crash happened that day during the day. And usually uh, when I'd wait tables at Dos Caminos, you would have the lunch rush, which would be around 1130 to 2, 230. And then 2.30 to 5 was pretty much dead. You Like as a closer, you'd get whatever table came into the restaurant so you're just hoping for tables that the day the the 2008 crash i was 
I, it was me and one other closer because cafe was open and you know it was like two thirty. lunch rush ended and we were like ah, all right yeah, that was a good pop what do you want to do i'd go smoke a cigarette uh come back drink soda you know i'd always be just filling my soda can or my soda glass up at the fucking thing eat have them make a guac that i would hide in one of the hutches and just eat guac whenever i go back there and so i'm just like hanging out chilling and all of a sudden it's like you see at the at the host stand like four businessmen come in and they go out to the cafe and i was like oh shit i forgot who i was closing with might have been my buddy craig and i was like hey i got i got 141 and then all of a sudden another four top came in then a two top came in it's all guys all guys in their suits and you'd sit down you walk over be like hey, what's going on guys and i would probably say 90 percent of the tables would just hand me a credit card and they'd go patron margarita and a shot of patron and you're like well yeah fuck yeah and then we had you know we had a tv in the bar and it was like the uh, stock market might have crashed or whatever and then we noticed that it was the cafe filled up and we were in the weeds almost instantaneously and it was all drinking and then it just kept going it was like 2 30 to 3 30 3 30 to 4 30 by four o'clock there were guys in the bathroom throwing up like in suits throwing up in the bathroom and then you found out these were all expense accounts these were all guys from lehman brothers from blackstone from bear stearns that's where all these offices were it wasn't down on wall street it was like in midtown so these guys were just coming in and fucking blowing money on their corporate accounts i didn't give a fuck i was ringing up everything i walked that day craig and i each walked with like or it might not have been craig might have been my buddy eli 350 we each walked with 350 which on a lunch shift is like insane like compared that's to what sure. that's like are you getting this somewhere there you fuck <laughs> Are you going to somewhere in there? You figured your ass. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Just watch it. Just out of pure pleasure of watching the <laughs> guys eat it. I'm like, ooh, ooh. it's built up the housing market. And now it's collapsed. Ooh, oh, it a little prostate push. Ooh, no, but that fucked shit up. After that, after that day, I made good money that day. But after that, no one was coming out for lunches. Uh, all those, you know, a couple of those shops closed up, so people were just like, like money went down as like a lunch closer. And Europeans started coming in, and they don't tip, and they just not fucking, tip. They don't they tip. They're just, they do not tip. <laughs> and they might have gotten better. It's 2020, but in 2009, they sure as fuck didn't tip. And this table, it was like 4:15, so I'm done. I'm almost done. Table of four Spaniards come in. Spaniards are the rudest. Rich Spaniards are some of the rudest people I've ever met in my life. Like oh, legitimately, you don't mean that. They call you boy because I think that's how it translates. But they're like, boy, boy, bring me more chips. And I'm a psycho. And most of the time I was hung over when I was at work. So I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you fucking talk to someone like that? And I'd get mad and fired up. So um, I take the table. It's four Spaniards. They all have shopping bags from Saks and from Bloomingdale's. And like you can't get to the table because there's so many shopping bags and you have to like place down the chips. You have to like pour the water and shit. So I'm trying to do all that. The woman orders a fruit, a uh, passion fruit margarita, which comes on the rocks. I can tell you exactly how it's prepared. I'm pretty sure Christine can tell you how it's garnished. Three blueberries on a toothpick and you bring the passion fruit margarita. So I, I bring uh, and, with, and with an orange, an orange and three blueberries. So I bring, it's on the rocks. It's 100% on the rocks. I know the menu. A passion fruit margarita is on the rocks. So I bring her a passion fruit margarita. And she goes, no. She just lifts it up and, and holds it out. And she goes, no. I go, what's wrong? And she goes, this is not what I ordered. 
I go, yeah, you ordered a passion fruit margarita. And she goes, no, I want a frozen margarita. I go, okay, well, we can do like a regular frozen margarita with a passion fruit ad, but that's going to cost more. And she goes, no, I want the one, this one. And she keeps pointing the menu. And I go, that's the one I brought you. That one, it says right here, it's on the rocks. And she's like, boy, you are wrong. This is not, I want a frozen margarita. And I was like, all right. So I do a um, regular margarita with passion fruit ad, bring it out, drop it at the table. And she goes, I just the second I turned to walk away. She goes, what is this? I go, this it's a passion fruit margarita frozen that you ordered. And she goes, no, it is not. And her husband goes, bring her the right drink. And I look at him like, motherfucker, I'll kill you. I will legitimately kill you. And their, their children uh, both immaculately dressed. European children. This guy, Adam, pointed this out one time when we were going through all that. He was like, what's up with rich Europeans? Their kids are dressed like fucking successful CEOs. And you know, the, like, you, you know, the father and, and any of the boy children are also wearing uh, like very, like very briefy briefs. Underneath oh, those, dude, clothes. I think those little boys had banana hammocks on and they were yeah. under eight years old. Yeah. But <laughs> the woman, the woman's like, this is not what I ordered. And then the guy's like, bring her what she ordered. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I've talked to you guys twice about this is this is what we do. And finally, she goes, bring me what I ordered. And the manager comes over and he's like, what's going on? I was like, she ordered a passion fruit margarita. And he's like, get her what she wants because it was starting to fill up because it was turning four to five. So like new waiters are coming in. It's kind of getting intense. And he's like, just get her what she wants. And she goes, that's right. I forgot what exactly what she said. She said something fucked up, like, bring me that, bring it faster to me, boy. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And I went over and I fucking ordered it in, did the passion fruit ad. I fucking went into the hutch. This is after a hot fucking cafe day. I went in the hutch, put my hand down my pants, and with my fucking index, just got it in, hit the wall, pushed through, pulled it out. Like surgery hands, walked walked over to the bar. You want to grab the gross? Yeah, dude. Grabbed the passion fruit margarita and swirled my finger in the fucking uh, in the margarita. You should have the, maybe also given it a nice rim ride. If if in hindsight being twenty twenty. Jay, I appreciate it. She ordered salt, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't knock the salt off. It was already you know salt what, Dan? on it. Fucking good for you, and let that be a reminder to people that even though you're not supposed to fuck with their food, you can. Oh, do I all the like power? You need to be respectful. This is one of the only. I worked at that restaurant for five years. This is one of only three instances that I've ever had that. And I've I've waited on some fucking monsters, and I did that, and I took it out to her, and I was getting put in the weeds. I was getting sat while all this is happening, and I remember I went to Hutch Two outside on the cafe. And I turned around and I enjoyed watching her drink it because she was like, I, she took I, a straw and she was like, Ooh, and I was like, yeah, you fucking bitch. Dude, I hope, my shit. I was hoping she would look up at you and go, she goes, I love a butthole in my margaritas. She goes, I, you do not think I don't know what the inside of an American asshole tastes like. <laughs> Part of her order is to complain so much that eventually someone puts an asshole. She goes, and I didn't even have to pay for it. He goes, Margarita, I promise you, they, they're going to do something to your food. She goes, I'm counting on it. <laughs> Boy. Boy. Jay, Dan, and guests Jessica Kirsten and Andy Fiore told some gut-wrenching stories of times other comics eclipsed their careers. If it makes them feel any better, LeBron James graduated high school when I did, and it seems our lives have taken drastically different turns. Didn't we all picture we'd be more successful by the ages we are? <laughs> At 36, I thought I was going to be dead. Dude, I, heard, I, heard, I, heard, 
I, I, I tell you, it's so funny. I talk about this all the time, and I preach it to younger comics and friends who are le less years in than me. But it <laughs> happened to me last night, dude. I heard about, uh, you know, I was hope I was supposed to showcase my special or my hour, I should say. For oh, uh, talk about this on the episode about how you couldn't remember how any of the jokes go. No, 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 no it's nothing to do with that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a big problem, also. But like, I was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I, was supposed to, I was supposed to showcase it for them like a month and a half ago or so. Yeah. And uh, obviously didn't get a chance to do that. And it, and then also was a thing like, hey, can we just like get this thing on the books? I don't give a shit if it's a year from now. Let's just get it on the books, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like, that's an impossibility. We can't do anything like that. And then found out last night that somebody did get picked up for a thing. And it's someone I like too. So it's like, it's not a thing to shit on the person, but I did the thing last night. Last night I had a good hour of the thing of just the, are you fucking shitting me, man? Like, come on, dude. Like, it's like, yeah. what, you know, it's like, it's like I, I had a total, like, why, I had a total why them, not me. And it was just like, uh, and I had and I, oh. a zillion reasons of why I'm angry of why them, not me. But I was like, oh, man, it's, it sucks to still have that. You really try to try to be. What did someone get? Can you tell me really quick? What did they get? It's just an hour special, a, 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 an hour special Netflix. But to be like next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on the books. Like basically the thing I was asking for. Oh, I think I know. Is it one of our friends? Uh, not a close friend, but a friend for sure, and 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 a a, a person I really like. Like, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing about them. It was just a thing. I was like, so you fucking dicked me around. Like, there was no reason. Yeah, but I think there's. Like, I think that's like a part of not only this business, but life is like you're gonna yeah. get you're gonna get things all the time. Like, dude, I'm not gonna lie when. Uh, when Pete Davidson got SNL over me in 2014, of course, dude. Fuck, I, like I was like, yeah. dude, you pick, you picked the kid who doesn't do voices over. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I, you know, honestly through therapy and then just through, through fucking living life, you're like, oh, I got to do the bonfire because I didn't get SNL. I got to do all this shit that's like so much better and more me and led me to like where I'm going to be. But Jay, just the, that I said, it comes back around. I got a text from Soul Joel, and this, they're like, he's like, hey, they're writing a, a article on Pete about like him starting off in comedy. I gave him, I gave the post your number because I know you knew Pete when he was like 15. And so I, I did this interview with this guy, and the guy only knew me from Billions and had no clue I was in comedy and was just asking these questions that I was like, oh, man, you're really fucking testing me today, where he was like, what was it like seeing Pete get SNL? Were you just like so happy for him? And you're like, oh, God. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, like yeah, what's like, you know, his favorite it's, sketch? And I'm like, he's, he's so many. <laughs> I like his tattoos. Interestingly oh. enough, uh, Pete and Che were a, a, a turnaround thing for me. And then I said the time that I really, at least until last night, I thought it was kind of gone in me. When I got my Comedy Central hour, yeah. I was like, oh, like I think my days of like looking left and right and being like, why is this person getting this? Why is this person getting this? Are over because I, I it's kind of like that's the goal I had in mind when I started comedy only. So anything yeah. beyond that in my mind seems like I'm like, oh, I could still maybe I could do it's another natural. another special. So like, it yeah. seems like uh, it, it seems so like uh, that was gone. Uh, uh, but before that, the one of the first things where I just rationalized in the moment and saved myself even a day of like jealousy and envy was uh, Che and Pete, because like, when they got that, I was like, I mean, I was one of the judges for Che's audition at the comic strip. Yeah, like when they were doing the judging thing, like I was the person. Yeah. I was like, I was like, hey, can you three, I go, <laughs> I go three years in. You really got a good. Th I mean, I was very positive because he was good, you know. But like, uh, and we said he was three years in. I was like, oh yeah, dude, you're gonna be like, great. You know, you'll be fine. 
And but it's like you know, I remember doing that. It's like you're gonna be good, kiddo. And like you know, and Pete, yeah. like Pete, almost being with the first time he came on the podcast, I was like 17. Like, should we not have a 17 year old on the show? Like, it's dirty. When they both got SNL, like I had that immediate reaction. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, these guys are gonna be far financially more successful than me. Like as kids and all that. I'm so. And then I was like, you know what, dude. I don't do characters. I don't do. I, I'm not. I never had aspirations of being on SNL. I'm just a fan of it. I'm like, so why? Just be happy for him, dude. Like it wasn't my path anyway. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the I, reason that, that was the first kind of time I had that. Like, don't get mad because somebody got a thing and just be like bitter about it. I, you know, I used to have that with Kurt all the time, back and forth. And well, but I mean, back to Che and uh, Pete, what you were talking about. I, I don't want to slip into the Kurt thing because I want to say, like, uh, with Che and Pete, it was I, I didn't give Pete was always like the little brother, like you said, he was seventeen years old. You're like, should this kid even be around us right now? Like, he'd be at the comedy club, and you're like. What's this kid doing hanging out here? And the only reason it hurt me is because I was like, you know, I'm like in my head. I'm like, all right, I'm going to audition for SNL. Here we go. And then he shows up and he's like, hey, what's up, dude? And I'm like, what's up, Pete? What are you here? He's like, I don't know. They want me to come down here and do this. And you're like, oh, cool, man. Well, good luck. Good luck, dude. He's like, and he's like, yeah, I don't know if it's going to go well or whatever. And then I go and fucking bust my ass on, like, six impressions and, like, write it. I, like, run it by Wolf. I ran it by Che. I, like, had these ideas. I was like, what if I go with this? And then just for him to be like, it really is. It's like it's like his character on SNL. He's like, I don't know. Okay. That sounds cool. And then, you know what I mean? And you're trying. So it didn't. It's not like I was in competition with him my whole career, and I was like, "Oh, I got this." I like it was. It was almost it hurt more because you're like, "Oh, he's like my little brother. Like that's my little guy for you know." And then like, "Okay, move your friend." <laughs> like the little guy. I, yeah. Okay. Sure. Cool. Dude. Even Schumer had a little bit of a thing for me that I was like, uh, you know, like, "Hey, kid, Whitney Cummings too." Two people I was, at one point I was like, "Hey, kiddo, sure, I'll answer your goofy questions." And then before you know it, I'm like. <laughs> Hey, sweet. she put me on her TV show three times. She did. But I'm saying, like, I taught her. I coached her, and I took her around with me. Like she used to open for. We once did the funniest thing at Governor's. She came to open for. No one knew who she was, and we were in a car, and we were could not stop laughing. We pretended like she was deaf the whole night. So <laughs> she committed to it. I got to give it to her. She didn't fucking break once. Like in the in the in the green room, she was like, "I'm like, do you want?" A coffee, and she's like, "I'm a cup of coffee." Like, and everyone thought she. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking <laughs> great. I'm like, can I tell you a joke? And she's like, I can't hear you. <laughs> like, so, and it was for hours. Out to this day, we laugh about it. Me and Kurt are like really close friends, but there's times where Kurt had things where in my heart, I I hated it. Like, I would actually talk to other friends about like being so upset with myself because I'm like. I'm ha I am happy for him, but I'm not happy for him. I, it's, it's the first thing right. I'm having is like, ah, what the fuck, man? Like I'm sitting here working yeah. ass off too. You know what I mean? So like, uh, you know, and, you know, I was always supportive. That would never be outward. I would uh, put that out there. But did you have anything like that with uh, Amy? Did you get like in that moment of just like, ah, now Rachel man. and I, uh, Rachel Feinstein and I are very close, and we started together, and we're similar in certain. You know, we both do characters, so we always had this thing where we love each other to death, but it's like, ugh. Yeah. It's so hard when you get something and I don't because it's but we work through it. But it's a normal thing. Like if you don't have that, there's something wrong. Right. It's completely I, normal. I, I always, I, Dan, you might know this story, I think, but I, Jessica, uh, Andy, you guys would appreciate this. I'll make it uh, as quick as possible. Um, years ago, uh, I was doing a, a black comedy club in D.C. Good for you. Teddy, yeah, thank you. <laughs> 
Thank right. you. Uh, DJ Lou, you have any stories? All the social media <laughs> posts cannot take that away from you, Jay. Well, no, you have this, done more. Yeah. Be honest with you, the story is uh, maybe on bad timing because this isn't a pleasant story about what happened to me at this black club. <laughs> yeah. uh, the black yeah, Jay club. left. Jay left the club screaming, "I hope the cops kill all of you!" And someone has it on tape. <laughs> okay, yeah. Teddy Teddy Carpenter, Teddy Carpenter, who's a piece of shit. Teddy Carpenter was a piece of shit. Fucking uh, uh, owned the club. He didn't pay his rent. They locked the doors on him in the middle of the weekend uh, after the first night or something. <laughs> and he had, and, and I knew that they, I was featuring that weekend, and I knew there was going to be a problem with the money was my assumption. But when I went in the second night, they just sent me home. They told me they were sending me home, and they didn't even pay me for the show that I did uh, fully. It was a, a fucking nightmare. They go, yeah, go pack your stuff up, and we'll take you to the train station. It was, it was insane. Ooh. While I was packing my bags to go back to the train station, uh, the TV was just on, and MTV was on, and it goes, um, it goes, hey everyone, it's Carson Daly, and this is how long ago it was. It's Carson Daly, and we're bringing the new uh, Dave Matthews video premiere right now. And I look at the screen, and it's uh, whatever the song is with uh, Judah going on. every day. Every day. Is that yeah. like Judah going, Judah Freeland going around hugging everybody. It, it made it made it made a uh, it made a horrible day. Uh, as horrific and memorable as possible in my mind. And why that is, is because I'm broke. I'm doing clubs like this where I can get fucked over a bunch. That's like where I can get like work, Yeah. you know, and I'm struggling. I think Isabella's a baby. And a few weeks earlier, I get a call from Craig Gass who goes, Hey, my girlfriend is works at this casting agency and they're having a hard time casting this music video. They'd like you to come in. And 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 take a look at they want to try some comedians. I go awesome, so I go in and they had me do all these different hug things and and, and we were I was making them laugh. It was the best audition still that I've ever gotten, even for things that I've gotten before. Uh, it's the best audition I've ever done. And uh, I mean, as far as like the feeling in the room, like you were like, wow, I own these people. They're laughing yeah. their ass off. Yeah, you're like I got, I got this. And I'm telling you, when they when they walked me down the hallway back to the lobby, they got his arm around me, and he was like wiping his eyes, and he goes, "Oh man," he goes, "Oh," he goes, "That was fun, man. That was funny." He goes, "Listen, uh, I can't say anything officially, but it's like I'd, I'd be expecting a call if I were you." Oh, and I was, so like, hard. I, was like, I was like, I was like very, I was like very cool. And as I walked out of the lobby, I went to the front door of the lobby, and I look over at the couch, and I went, "What's up, Judah?" I just walked out of the room. I was like, immediately after me, Judah went in there and dominated harder. With the next generation of the Bonfire family on the way, the crew had a heart-to-heart about the hopes and desires for their children, culminating with some words of wisdom from a father to his Bonfire producer son. Jacob, if in the next two years you find yourself in a whirlwind romance where you have a child, grape nuts are going to be that thing's favorite cereal, which is fucking... That's you almost as bad as pedi- that's almost as bad as abusing your child physically. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna have a kid who likes I'm homework. Gonna, I'm not gonna be an old dad. You guys are depressing the shit out of me, man. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm 45 and don't have a kid, it's over. Yeah. It's Wasn't that what you just said, Dad? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. Because you know what? Three years past your rap. Yeah. So guess yeah. what, Jacob? Hang up the balls. You're done. That was me. Are you, are you going up? Does your mom still give you, you know, Jacob? Are you gonna give me a grandchild ever? I'm very, uh, I feel like I'm very young for my age. You are? I, I think I'd be a cool dad. I, and I think it's getting to me really bad because <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Every time, like, I'll cry watching the CW, 
Yeah. Like anytime, anytime there's uh, anything that has to do with how tough it is to be a teenage girl, I cry. If there's, a, if there's like I cried for two hours straight watching Lady Bird. Wait, what? Why? Are you, just, are you identifying as a teenage girl? No, I'm, I think I was trying to, you know, psychoanalyze myself. I think it's like, you know, I would have liked to have had a daughter. Yeah. So I'm, li I'm living through the CW and through any movie that depicts two sisters that get along. I cry. Jacob, I, are you saying you see these relationships and they touch you on an emotional level because yeah. you feel like you should have been the father to multiple teen girls? At least one, but I always, like, I hate watching movies that have sisters what, who fight. What if your daughter becomes a slut for some reason? You get her I don't think farms? so. I, you can only do what you can do. I think What's you just the, uh, give them a lot of love and, and direction and hope that the outside world doesn't m make them want to... The problem is Jacob. The problem is Jacob. You're going to be in your late fifties, uh, and actually probably mid sixties when you have to worry about things like that. If you had a kid right now, and the thing is, yeah. like in your mid sixties, that that kid's gonna, she's gonna become a whore because you can't stay on top of it. And you you're, the pain meds. Don't know what's going on? And all the pain you're meds around. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's gonna put a couple of uh, extra sleeping pills in your in your Tuesday. In your Tuesday clip on your pill case, and then she's you're going to go to sleep, and she's going to go be a slut, dude, right in your own fucking, right at your mom's house where you guys she, will be living. She pulls a six-pack out of the fridge, and her friend goes, what are you doing? And she goes, I gave him an extra pill and put on the CW. He's yeah. Be out for a couple he's a, hours. He's a, a Batgirl marathon. Even if he wakes up, he ain't moving. <laughs> the Green Arrow season three marathon. <laughs> We're good to go. We can party. Front to back season three? <laughs> Not moving, I promise you. I promise you I can go party. Go tell the now, polo yeah. team. Any, I'm down to yeah, play circus tell, seal. Tell Ty, Tad, and, and Leon to come over here and fucking break our backs out while he sleeps in the other room. Let's get the air oh. out. <laughs> Don't talk about my daughter like that. I'm sorry, Jacob. That was highly disrespectful. I apologize. She's an angel from heaven. She's a wonderful she's a girl turning into a wonderful woman. Any show... <laughs> That depicts a teenage girl finding her inner strength. It makes me cry. That's why the new CW show Star Girl. I love it. Jacob, what's bizarre about you is you think you, you is you think you're going to be able to relate better and raise uh, with with better advice and ways to go a teenage girl. Don't you want to pass on your dude shit to a son? No, I feel like I was never like uh, I don't know what to tell a boy because I got picked on. And I'm afraid, like, I wouldn't know the right advice to give them yeah. trouble Dad, in school. Jacob, so that's why Jacob, I feel like a girl I would do a better job with. Jacob, do you feel like, what if you had a son that was extremely alpha and he bullied you? Like, if you saw the turn happen? Like, when he's, like, 13, you're like, go to your room. And he's like, fuck you. I just like, Jacob, the idea of, like, he doesn't know how to handle a boy comes home. He goes, Dad, he goes, some kids in school are bullying me. He goes, Run! Switch schools immediately. He says, "He goes get under my blanket. It's only it's the only solace I can offer you. Nothing can hope help hurt you. Home is base. Yeah, I mean, I would tell him like you got to defend yourself and you know avoid fighting as much as you can. But you know, Jacob, I know what to do now. I think you'd be. I think you. I think you'd be a wonderful father to to a guy or a girl. I think you're. I think you're a good guy. I think you would. I think you would pass down like." 
good things. I think you're right to be nervous about that, to be nervous about if your son gets picked on. But I think any parent's going to be nervous if they're if your kid's a grade A dork and you send them out in the world. You know, you fucking know but, if your yeah, kid's by a the nerd. Way, if your Look, kid, I, I still, I, I, here's the thing though: you could have your, you could be super proud of a fucking real nerd of a son. You could be super proud of a real nerd of, of a of a girl. But the thing is, like Jacob, like you're more like a like I'm not I'm a nerd. I own shit. I get. This, I work on the bonfire. I'm, I got a good sense of humor. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. Here's the thing: I only have a daughter, and I'm telling you, like. If she was a boy, the things it would have uh, it, it takes out. That's what I'm saying. I'm surprised you don't have any of those. Like as soon as you hear you're having a daughter, I, I think uh, with, with no exception, every guy across the board just has that thing right away. Like, oh man, like God, I hope she doesn't become like a, you know the hack things, like a stripper, a slut, honestly, a school, whatever. You, you, you find out that. you Go find ahead. out you're playing a lifetime of defense. It's like a coin yeah. toss in Madden, and you're like, I didn't win the toss. They're gonna fucking goddamn it. They're gonna you receive. Even, yeah, you even arbitrary. You even are, Isabella really doesn't date or anything much, but it's like so like, but there's still the arbitrary thing. You know what I mean? Like at her graduation the other day when they were saying the names, and one of her aunts was like, "Do, do you like any of these boys?" And I'm like, "Do you like?" And, and it's like I'm not even mad about if she does. You know what I'm saying? But like, mm -hmm. you just like that's the supposed to answer of the thing. You know what I mean? Why? Because you're not going out with any of these boys. I hope you know that. I hope they're not going to come here and see me cleaning my shotgun or whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Kinda, that's the option. But if your son was like, "I like that girl," you're almost like, "Fucking." Fucker, dude. <laughs> you got any pictures? You got any pictures in your phone? Over. Don't tell your mom. Yeah, dude. It's a fist bump versus. Let me look through your phone. That's yeah. a, I have all those worries. Blackaloo, how old is how old are you going to be when your kid's eighteen? Fifty-three years old. That's not bad. Not That's bad. not bad. That's not bad at all. Twelve uh, years younger than Voss. I can't, I gauge it all by Voss. Voss. It's the Voss. It's the Voss technique. Do you know? Have you guys found out if you guys are having a boy or a girl? Oh, is that is there a lot of anticipation? Yeah, there's a lot, but I'm. I mean, either does she way. have an extra? Does she have an extra little lump on her belly? That's the dick. You know, it's a boy. <laughs> lump, lump, oh. Like a like a cartoon head bump. Yeah, fucking up. Oh, look, a little boner raise. <laughs> It'd be fucking hilarious. That her skin's just like belly, and then like the outline of a mushroom cap. Yeah. <laughs> He's already circumcised. <laughs> that, that, do they do that in the womb? <laughs> it was. <laughs> Lou's going to go to have sex with his wife one day and he's going to see a black dick hanging out of her pussy. <laughs> no, the, other the, the other direction goes, what the fuck? Oh, uh, hold on. Dude, that, that's <laughs> how I thought little kids. animated that before. <laughs> that's how I thought when I was a little kid that babies were. Like, you just look and there'd be like a foot hanging out of a pussy. <laughs> like, you know, when you hang your leg over the side of the bed when you're hot. Like I thought that's what it was yeah. like. Dude, three inches of black dick hanging out of a chick's pussy because she's pregnant with a black boy. It's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever pictured in my head. <laughs> what the fuck are you? Holy shit, no way. And you gotta be proud for a minute. Like, all right, son. Come on out. All right, Junior. We're naming this one Junior. But to go to what Jacob said before about uh advice from your dad, I will say the one thing of advice my dad told me, which was actually pretty decent. He said, son. If you're ever going to go to fight someone, you know, we're short guys. We're yeah. So this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to take all your power that you have in your body and put it into your swing. And if you hit him and he stands there and looks at you, run for your fucking life. <laughs> yeah. If he drops to the ground, you're the king. Yeah, yeah dude. If <laughs> he just eats it, if he just chews it, and he's like, 
Oh, if you, if you eat, you fucking... That's, just, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great thing to teach your son. It's also the, the scariest thought to put in your fucking boy's mind well, is the thought of him just decking someone and someone being like... Dude, when you're all right, it's a whole other level of dealing with, you know, bullies. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're if you're six three in high school, not as many people are gonna want to take a chance. Dude, that well that's you know, also uh, the thought of if someone comes after me or Jay on the street, they really are good at fighting. They're like, let me mug yeah. this big guy. Hope you enjoyed this week's Best of the Bonfire. You can listen to the show live every Monday through Thursday from six to eight PM East on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM ninety five, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Be sure to follow us on all social media at the Bonfire SXM. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. At Metro, get an iPhone twelve with five G and a dual camera system for ninety nine ninety nine. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly, and don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada like photo bombers zoom crop out and bye you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider get iphone 12 with 5g with no activation fees and not a yada yada only at metro by t-mobile switch metro bring your id this offer isn't available for customers currently at t-mobile or that have been with metro in the past 180 days